Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Dalton Wagner in the Zone is brought to you by Reliance Bank. The super senior right tackle is part of an offensive line that paved the way for the top rushing attack in the Power Five last year. Reliance Bank opened its doors in 1965, and although they may be growing, they're still the institution you've trusted for years. Just like K.J. Jefferson can rely on Dalton Wagner, you can rely on us at Reliance Bank. Let's head straight to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and bring in Dalton Wagner. Good to have him back on. You know, I was just thinking when we uh, were introducing you, Dalton, what, what's your nickname? What, what, what do the guys call you? Uh, usually just Wag. Wags? What they call them. With an S? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was thinking, uh, you know, some people go with initials, DW, but, you know, I got a W, and that just it doesn't flow well. You know, W, yeah. WM, <laughs> that's terrible, right? You know, nobody's good. Yeah. <laughs> some people say dub, dub you know, big yeah. dub. I've heard that before, but all right, Wags. I like that. That's pretty good. Uh, all right, break it down last week for us. Uh, I mean, coming out of that game, you get the win, but, you know, it wasn't the cleanest performance. How did y'all feel uh, when it was all said and done? Yeah, um, Obviously, most of the team was, you know, no one's ever going to turn their nose up on a win, especially a win like that. You know, you asked me last year um, if we had played a game like that, you know, down 17-0, to going into that second quarter, halfway through the second quarter, 17-0. to um, I don't think last year we could have dug out of that hole, you know, regardless of who we were playing. Um, but this year, I was very proud of the resilience of our team, resilience of our offense, and the ability of our defense to bounce back, too being in tough situations. Um, but, yeah, no one on the team, you know, no one was happy with the way they performed. No one was happy with how things rolled out. It was a frustrating, frustrating game that we played. And we had three turnovers. Um, I think they were all – there were two of them in the first half, one of them in the third quarter maybe, or they were all in the first half, I can't remember. But, you know, when you have mistakes like that, that hurts hurt your chances of winning. The chances of – Coach Pitt told us on Monday, the chances of winning a game with three-plus turnovers – you know, that the other team gets from you is only 11%, you know, regardless of who you're playing. And it was, it was a tough spot to be in, but there's a lot to learn from on tape, you know. Um, obviously, we got to clean up our uh, ball security a little better. Um, offensive line did a, uh, did a pretty good job on Saturday. Um, our biggest probably fault came from uh, there's a goal line play that we pushed the spot that we probably shouldn't have pushed it. We probably should have kept it in there. And that was a play that Rocky got hit on and he fumbled it. And we were, you know, probably we could have probably avoided that if we had taken that spot inside. But, you know, at the same time, it's still 50 50 there. But it was a fun, it was a fun game still because I was very happy with the way that our offense responded. Like it was obviously frustrating, but like the way that KJ came out there as a leader and the way that the offensive line kept bounding, like nobody was panicking during that game at all. Everyone was just even keel. Like we know we can do this. We know we can get this back. We just got to work. Dalton, uh, Dalton, I saw stat last night. Uh, Rocket Sanders is off to the fourth best start in Razorback history after three games with rushing yards. It's like Darren McFadden, Jerry Eckwood, and Bing Cowens. I mean, three legendary running backs ahead of him. How does that make you feel as an offensive lineman that he's off to the fourth best start in Razorback history through three games? Yeah, it makes us feel really good. You know, we're we love Rocket. Rocket's an awesome dude, and he's treats everything like a professional. Like I've said it, I think I've said it on here a hundred times. Every time 
you guys asked about Rocket, but he really does treat everything like he's a pro. Like he's been here for six years, like I have, and he's he's done such an awesome job at making us look good as well too. Because there's been there's been a lot of situations. I mean, you guys might not see it, but there's been a lot of situations where we weren't had it up the right way. But he does such a good job of pressing a point, or such a good job of just looking for a better cutback. And what should have been a TFL or a zero yard gain turns into a ten or twelve yard gain because of his ability to kind of read and dissect the defense. But we as an all line couldn't be more happy because you know, as we go, he goes, and vice versa, as he goes, we go. And you know, we like to see that. Obviously, you know, when he gets those four yard carries and then he breaks a tackle and it turns into an eighty yard touchdown, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Dalton Wagner with us. Thanks to our friends at Reliance Bank. We were watching the game, and uh, you get the big punt return for a touchdown, and uh, you know everybody's celebrating. And one of my friends goes, "Yeah, but that means the defense has to go back on the field." And I'm like, hey, "You know, right. how's it as an offensive lineman though? You that I mean, you, you're over there ready to go in. Uh, he returns the punt for a touchdown. You get to go sit back down. <laughs> I got to think that's a pretty cool thing." Yeah, I'm always happy about that. You know, the more rest time, the better. But at the same time, you want to keep your try to keep your defense off the field as much as you can as an offense. But it was I was so excited because we were getting ready like to punt in. All right, we got to go down. We got to score right here. You know, it's such a crucial moment in the game that it's like this is it. Like we need to go down and score, otherwise they're going to get into a four minute mode and just try to bleed clock out. And the second we took that punt back, I mean, I was I was excited as you could be. I was so damn happy. Well, and y'all had another important drive at the end of the game. Once again, you know, you've had a closeout drive against Cincinnati, and this time, uh, what is it like a four-point lead, and you get the ball, and uh, it's that's a big drive. You don't want to give them the ball back and have a chance, but y'all just march down, march down, score a touchdown, eleven-point lead, game over, basically. Uh, and there were some key moments in there. I remember like a third and eight, third and nine, and. Uh, hit Trey Knox on the sideline. We had Trey on yesterday, and he told us how much that meant to him because he had, he had some struggles in the game. He had some drops. He had a one off his hands that went for an interception. That that was a key moment when you see a teammate kind of redeem himself. What do you think? Absolutely. You know, it's it's something you see because a lot of the time it's hard to get yourself out of that hole when you do do that. Like. Trey was playing a pretty good game. I think he had that one drop that really just kind of hurt him. And I know it bugged him, but I know how Trey is. He's pretty resilient in what he does. And to see him get that, to convert it, and for us then to go with later and score a touchdown was such an awesome thing to see him redeem himself with that. And, you know, none of the team held it against him on when he when he had that drop. You know, it's, it's just football is what it is. So no, no one on that team is ever going to blame somebody. No one's going to try to turn on each other. And – we all knew Trey's going to get it back at some point, just like Rocket too. You know, when he fumbled on the goal line, he knew he's like, "It's not me, it's not me. I'm, I'm going to get that back." And he, he, he got it back. Yeah, he did, and some. Dalton, last night, some of the big news, and even today, you got a lot of people, uh, some people, I guess, complaining about the 2023 schedule. A, was there much talk when it was released last night? And B, do you even care? Um. <laughs> uh. There was, there was talk about it. I know we were some of the O-line and everyone was talking about it last night in our group chat. Um, today we'll probably talk about it a little more. But, yeah, it kind of it kind of looks like a little rougher schedule than what it normally would be. It's just the, the way the away games are set up kind of seem to be, you know, I think I think someone was saying that for, like, almost a month we don't play in Fayetteville at all. And that's just that's a, that's a tough stretch right there where you're just always on the road on the road. But, um, the general consensus is still people very excited about it. You know, obviously we're going back to Florida 
they're going back to Florida next year, which will be interesting um, because we were there in the COVID year. So I wasn't sure if they would come here or if we would have to go back there. But I think the COVID year doesn't count for a home away series. Correct. So, but they'll go back, and it seems like most people are excited about it, and they can see what can really do. They can really get done. Yeah, I think I saw the. It's October twenty first, somewhere around there's the first home SEC game, because the wow. other home SEC game is A and M. Technically, Arkansas is the yeah. home team next year, and so that's in Jerry's world. And then there's the away games, and so yeah, it is a a, a tough stretch of being on the road. That's one of the negatives of playing a home game in Arlington. You still have to travel, and you're still on the road. But yeah. but then, yeah, the first home game's in late October. Pretty crazy. Speaking of AT&T Stadium, uh, what are your thoughts of playing at Jerry's World? You know, I love it. I really do love it. Because you're playing in an NFL stadium, and that's probably one of the nicest stadiums in the NFL. At least, you know, I'm biased because I get to play there. But I think it's one of the nicest stadiums in the NFL is it's just the whole thing is just like a show. Like it's a coliseum pretty much when you're in there and the ability for us to, you know, play a college football game and a a robbery college football game at that in there, it's just, it's surreal because the crowd noise is amazing that you're playing in AC, which is always a plus you're playing in AC. And then just the the, the atmosphere around Arlington and and, and, and like being there is just, it's it's just so cool. And I've always enjoyed it. I know some of the fans don't like it, um, but I've, I've always very much enjoyed it. It'd be cool to go to Kyle Field, and it'd be cool to have A&M come here, but it, it is what it is, and that neutral site is still it's probably one of the best neutral sites you're ever going to get. What's travel like for you guys? Do y'all have it pretty good? or is it, I mean, does it wear you out when you're on these road trips? Not really. Coach Pitt does a pretty good job of what we're doing on like how we handle things. Um, like, so like Fridays, Depending on, like, it's an away game, obviously we'll come in here a little earlier than what we normally do. So, like, we'll be in here at, like, 10 o'clock or something like that. We'll have meetings for about two hours. And we'll do a walkthrough for about 45 minutes. And then you get showered up, dressed, and we go to the airport and we'll fly out. And when we land, it's pretty much – it's nice that you make a good routine. When we land, then you stay in your suit, we go to dinner, and then you switch out of your suit and travel slash. We'll have – if it's a night game – you'll find something that just to get us our minds off it, you know, so you're not just sitting in meetings for six hours. Um, like we'll go to a movie or something like that. But and if it's a morning game or like a two thirty kick, then we'll do meetings that night. And it's nice because it keeps you focused. But, you know, on that Friday night, like everyone's focused still, but you can't be like super wound up and focused. And Coach Pitt knows that too. Like no one's screwing around or anything, but no one's sitting there, you know, locked off. You know, eyes crossed and everything, ready to go rip someone's head off at you know three thirty on a Friday. Do you eat good on a Friday night? Oh yeah, we eat really good. We eat really good. They had a nice spread. Uh, the busy catering, they, they come with us, and they do. They usually do a really nice spread: some steak, pasta, potatoes. I mean, just everything you can think of. Some fish is awesome. Now, do you load up on a Friday night, or do you kind of watch what you eat because? You know, you're playing in 24 hours. If we're playing at an if we're, if we're playing 11 a.m. kick, I'll usually load up. Especially, I'll load up a lot of carbs up. Um, so it's, it's it's hard to eat in the morning. Like it's hard to just eat all that stuff in the morning before a game. So I'll try to load up so I have some energy still in my system. Um, but if it's like a 2:30 or a six o'clock kick that next day, then I usually try to eat leaner stuff that night and then carb load in the morning. 
So you got already got your plan for this weekend, what you're going to be doing. Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I was looking at the Aggies' defense, and, of course, that's been the strength of their team this season. But I noticed they've had some teams run against them. I think it was App State had their running back go for over 100. I think Miami's two backs combined to rush for like 162 yards. What what do you see looking at the A and M defense? Yeah, their um, so their defensive coordinator was at Ole Miss last year. Um, that he switched out from that Ranger front into four down now, uh, which would be I like blocking four down. It's 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 a, it's, it's a lot more fun because you're not having to assess edges all the time and look at everything out caps and safeties and all that other stuff, but. You know they're stout. They're still a stout defensive front. You know they're younger up front on their defensive line. Um, their linebacker core uh, had they had an injury in there, but they're still pretty good in their replacements. And their safeties are immaculate. You know their safeties. I think are the strength of their team right now. The strength, strength of their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's definitely. You know we can see we can try to find some ways to get after it. I know Coach Browns game plan some really good looks for us into what they can bring us and. There's, an, there's also that other part of, you know, they haven't shown many blitzes. They haven't shown many twist games and stuff. So, we, you know, this being their first SEC game, they're probably going to bring some stuff out of the out of their hat that they've been holding on to for a little while. Hmm. Do y'all do that? Do what? Hold stuff back and, and waiting uh, for a game like this. I'd like to, I'd like to think so. I think, I think it's not necessarily holding back, but I think Coach Browse he'll draw up some new plays or he'll draw up something, you know, he'll run a play that's like adds on like a different kind of pass to it, mm. you know, that we might not know about, but then it ends up being a, you know, 80 yard touchdown. And Coach Browns does a nice job of, he just game plans the way he does. And he's like, all right, this is a good shot play. You know, this is a good play that we can get that we can throw downfield that we can, you know, get them, you know, catch them in quarters or something like that and run it up underneath and do something like that. But, Holding back entirely, probably not, but I think he just does a good job of figuring out what he wants to run. We're talking with Dalton Wagner. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, thanks to our friends at Reliance Bank. Dalton, what are you seeing out of your defense? Uh, you go up against them every day. Uh, how, what kind of improvements do you see? What do you see them doing? Yeah, um, our defense, you know, it's a, it's a strong front seven we have. Between the D-line and the linebackers, it's an elite group. Um, their ability to disrupt pass games, obviously you've seen it. Uh, you've seen it on any Saturday we've had. The ability to get to the quarterback, disrupt pass games, and stop the run really too is elite on those levels. And, um, you know, it's just what we've, we've come to terms with is that, you know, they're going to try to force you to throw the ball, which is always a good thing because you throw an incomplete, you know, they didn't gain any yards. Whereas if you run the ball, you only pick up two yards, still two yards. Um and you know our secondary too. You know, they're, it's a talented group back there. You know, we got to figure out. Obviously, there's some meshing and tackling and stuff. But Coach Odom has those guys right. There is no. I don't. I, I don't. I have faith. All the faith in the world in that secondary. You know, I'll always have faith in our secondary. They're they're a good group of kids that I know are gonna. You know, they're gonna get this stuff right. They're gonna get keep everything going, and they're a good group. Do you feel a little vindication uh, seeing the defensive line? The linebackers get all those sacks. I mean, they lead the country in sacks. And now when you go back and you're thinking about fall camp or even spring practice and they're getting sacks against y'all, and and now you're like, oh, those guys are really good. They're doing that against everybody. Does it make you feel a little better? Yeah, Drew was the one during camp that was giving us issues. 
that was frustrating, frustrating all of us. He'd be catching pressures or getting sacks, you know, off some twist games and stuff. And to see him finally, like, I told him, I told him before South Carolina and before Cincinnati, I'm like, I'm just so excited to see you go out there and play and tear it up the way you're going to tear it up. And lo and behold, he's, I think, what, is he leading in sacks right now? Or I think he's leading the team in sacks, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's pretty far up there in total sacks for the country as well, too. And, you know, the way he flies around, he plays the game like a madman, an absolute maniac. And I just love to see that. And, but, yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely vindication because it's like, you know, dog days of camp where you're going back-to-back days and you're just sitting there practicing and back-to-back series and plays, and he'll get you on one play and you just get so mad. And you're like, do I just suck at football or what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, something has happened this week. Drew had a sack taken away from him. I haven't had an explanation. He was leading the country with six sacks. I talked about this on the show Monday, and I have this great website, cfbstats.com, and uh, I went to it and was like, sure enough, Drew Sanders leads the country with six sacks. And I heard somebody talking about it yesterday that he had five sacks. I'm like, that's not right. And I just went back. They have taken a sack away from him, and he's now second in the country with five sacks. So I, I need somebody to get to the bottom of that. What happened to that six sack? Conspiracy I have no idea what happened to that. That's the great mystery, I suppose. Well, maybe that's your assignment for the week. I know you got a couple other things right. going on, <laughs> but if you can kind of ask around to maybe your stat guy there, what what happened to Drew's six sack? Why what, why was one yeah. taken away? I'll ask I'll ask Drew and see if he knows, and I'll ask I'll go ask some of the staff and see what we'll see what I can find out. I'll get back to you on Wednesday. All right, hey Dalton, thanks, man. Best of luck uh, this week against the Aggies. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks again. Go Hogs.